Hello. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Respectfully Podcast. I'm Lauren Stone and I'm Nikki Pope and today we've got some very exciting guests in. They're, uh, uh, Lauren, they're uh, always uh, exciting I guests. I know, I think I say that at and the start of every that, podcast. Every... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, maybe we should start again. I know, right, so... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm losing the wheel to lift today. <laughs> okay. okay, let's start again. Hello. Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the Respectfully Podcast. I'm Lauren Stone. And I'm Nikki Pope. And today we've got Sophia Hilton from Not Another Salon joining us and Katie Braden from Katie Braden PR. Oh, very good. I bet you no. can't guess what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me think now. Clothes, they're both very fashion-forward ladies. They are both very fashion-forward ladies. Um, we could talk about Wales. Katie's from Wales. Oh, she is. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Nikki. Oh, okay. There's one thing that they're both very good at. Instagram. Instagram. Oh, let's talk about Instagram. Let's do it. Social media and promoting yourself and your brand, I guess. Yeah. Great. Get them in here. Sophia Hilton and Katie Braden talking about Instagram. So, welcome. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to see you. <laughs> so, we have our little chatettes in the podcast kitchen to go over things that are on our minds at the moment a lot. And I think social media, there's so much talked about social media, isn't yeah. there? Different aspects of it. Um, and Lauren's going to kick it off. Well, I think, it, like you were saying, on your website, says, you know, so it's not enough to just be a great hairdresser anymore and that's not just the business is it it's, it's extends much further out of there to like instagram and social media how i guess to start off with did you make your profile where did it all come from where do your ideas come from um it's a lot of questions yeah Sorry. there was like all sorts of things there um do you know what it, the moment i took it seriously yes was an interview with l'oreal and it was to be an educator for the first time ever. Oh, okay. And they asked me the questions, what would you like to teach? You know, what, what, you, what are your key strengths? Blah, blah. And then they said, how many Twitter followers have you got? <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sort of on it. And then they asked me about Instagram and all this stuff. And I remember walking away from there going, oh my God, it matters. Yeah. And so literally that day, I just was like deleting pictures of my dinner and like fuzzy yeah. pictures of nights out. <laughs> and I just like delete, delete, delete. And then I started to take it seriously from that moment. Was that before you opened Not Another Salon? Oh yeah, so like uh, seven years ago when I first started teaching for them. Started to do that. Yeah. So Katie, mm-hmm. Katie Braden PR. Yes. So you work very successfully with Sophia and other clients and projects. Can you sum up then just like quite quickly why is social media so important in the hairdressing industry today as opposed to 10 years ago? Um, I think it's important uh, just generally worldwide really, hairdressing industry and every other industry. Um, I just think it's such an integral part of any business. Um, it's such a huge way of promoting. It's essentially the new advertising. Um, so yeah, that's basically it. And do you, what, what's the order of importance for you? Because I... Instagram seems to be the one we all talk about. Mm-hmm. Is Twitter, Facebook, are all these others still so in there? So the debate is rife on this one. <laughs> it, it really depends who's in the room. Um, I would always say Instagram. However, we all remember MySpace, so let's not pull up 
put all our eggs in one basket. Um, Facebook is obviously extremely important, but for other things, it's for a slightly older audience or if you're looking to promote links or um, they they say that the average user spends more time reading on Facebook than Instagram. So it really depends what the content is. Um, I'm a hater on Twitter. I just really, Twitter's not for me. I don't see the relevance. Unless you're an actual person with an opinion, it's not for businesses. I personally don't think. Um, and then obviously you've got all of the smaller ones, Pinterest, LinkedIn, all good to do. Everything's helpful, but I do think that Instagram is reigning supreme at the moment. Do you think it's good as well to stick to a couple and do those well, as opposed to trying to do everything? I would really say so. I would, um, it comes back to who you are as a brand and who you're looking to target. For example, Sphere, you don't have Twitter mm-hmm. um, for Not Another Salon mm-hmm. um, because it's just not helpful. It's not who you're looking to target. Um, so I would say pick the ones that are correct for you. And if you don't know which ones are correct for you, give them all a go um, yeah. and take notice of the analytics and see what's working. But most of my clients, um, my clients as in my students, yeah. Depending on the exactly what you said, depending mm. on the age group yeah. of their client base, will depend which is better. Exactly. And yeah. Facebook is really successful for some of my students. And yeah. Their, yeah. Their salons. It's the thirty um, plus audience. Um, exactly. For example, I look after a brand called Carastrate. They have an older audience because they were launched ten years ago. Yeah. Um, and for them, their Facebook is like ten times bigger than their Instagram, and mm. they're desperately trying to grow their Instagram. But their audience is just really Facebook based, and that's just how it is. Yeah. You've got to sort of play ball. It's not all about what yeah, you it's want. Generational, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And then within Instagram, because I've noticed you do a lot more stories these days mm. as well. So that's great because you get the what well, do you do picture stories and. Talking stories, walking along stories. Do you know what it was? Because I had the baby like two years ago now, and I remember saying to my friend who does quite a lot of advice for me on social media, like, shit, what am I going to do? Like, I don't do hair anymore. I sit in an office on a computer and I have a kid. Like, I I was like, stocks are going to plummet. Like, no one cares anymore. Like, I've got no interest in content. And she said to me, just show them what you do yeah. and then find a new audience that's interested in what you're offering. So I did make, it was really specific. I made a plan of going, right, well, we're going to look at what outfit I'm wearing because I'm not doing hair today. And honestly, that's why I, so that's people where this... People are fascinated by other people's lives. I mean, just yeah, in general. Yeah, so that's yeah. where today's vibes came from and like taking pictures of my outfit yeah. because it was trying to create content when I didn't have any. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. from a desperation, <laughs> not from anything else. And I thought, no one's going to be interested me just like here I am in the office and just had to try and make that more interesting and then I've started to get a new audience which is people that are interested in listening to me for business or just talking about the troubles of having a business or the ups and downs of that sort of stuff so so can I rewind then a little bit so how is how long's not another salon been open four years four years Mm. so I remember talking to you in your running up to opening and learning everything at that point did you have a strategy for your social media stroke instagram did you plan it out did you sit with katie and go right we're going to do a picture of this and picture of that yeah i had a strategy a year before and i had like screenshots of different pages not within the industry like outside the industry of how i wanted it to look it was like a full market everything was like a fine detail on that what it turned into for sure isn't necessarily exactly what i thought (laughs) yeah but it was really, really thought about. And you've yeah. consciously as well separated out. So you've got, obviously, your own personal one. You've got one for Not Another Salon. And then you've got another one for Hendrix, your mm. son. So that's obviously a conscious decision 
is it? Is that yeah, beneficial but if you not notice, to what happened is Sophia Hilton before Not Another Salon really, really grew and I really tried to work on me as a brand. Yeah. And then I completely neglected Sophia Hilton and it was only Not Another Salon for about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And that account just was like nothing. nothing. Because where you put energy is, will, will, is what will succeed. Yeah, yeah. And then once the account, the salon had just, you know, it got there and I was happy with where it was. I was like, okay, it's time, it's time for Sophia Hilton now. And now I've kind of put that one, haven't I? Just kind yeah, of just slowly, yeah. just like that's ticking. Nothing major is happening, it's ticking. And now I'm putting a little bit more into me, but I'm only one person. Like exactly, that. are you doing you know? all, three, all three of them? That's all you? Or? I don't, I, I'm in charge of every single posting. So every single picture, every single text that goes out, but I'm not putting the, those out. Yeah. yeah. So Katie, as, mm-hmm. a, as a strategist, yeah, <laughs> I'll have to say that. Yeah. I'll add that one to the CV. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so how how what are the sort of um, what might be the roadmap? So somebody listening who perhaps hasn't done this before or mm. is opening their first business or is thinking right, I really want to change the, the way I work with my own Instagram. What would be the sort of markers that they might need to think about or how you might start building a strategy that works for you? it's a two-prong approach so I always say it's really important to remember that it's not all about you um, and you are navigating a platform so you have to meet the platform halfway so I would get on the platform for example Instagram um, and just sit and we like to call it research which is just scrolling Um, and you just find people who you're drawn to find pages that you love follow people interact with people watch people's stories I have countless screenshots my phone of things that I think are cool or like angles of pictures that I think are really nice or brands that I love that I want to come back to later to look at their feed Um, and you start to build your own aesthetic and what you're drawn to and ultimately that inspiration will turn into what your page then looks like Um, because creatively that's what you like Mm. Um, and then on the flip side take yourself out of the platform and then I think it would work more um, on yourself and your brand so for Sophia for example off the top of my head obviously a very like poignant colour is yellow um, you only take your pictures within the salon so that's a theme um, right. it's so finding on a few yeah. signature finding things. those what things is your that theme? is yours and it's you know for example the not another salon wall like everyone knows that just a few little tidbits that just get you going and when you think god I don't know what to post today sometimes you can just go back into autopilot and think the Instagram wall you know yeah. it just helps you to get going and when you do hit those creative ruts or you feel like you don't know what to post or what to take a picture of it just gets you going again it's like a couple of little rules yeah. for your brand it's the same thing as websites and all sorts and do people scroll still this whole so looking at the feed rather than the stories do you think you can repeat things or do you think you know as long as it's 10 lines down you could repeat something so personally again there's 10 million ways to do this. I think um, stories are your documentation day to day. It's actually something crazy. Last week, it, there was a stat that said 73% of people actually shop from stories rather than static Instagram posts now. Yeah. So I would treat the feed, in essence, as a shop front. Um, so Sophia actually said something really interesting that I noted down because people ask me about this all the time. It was um, just because a post isn't necessarily getting the most likes or doing well, if it's part of you and part of your creative vision and what you want to put out is still relevant to mm, your feed. Totally. So your feed is your shop front, whereas your stories are your broadcast in essence. It, to make that really basic, it's like 
so for example, if I put out a picture of just a salon, like just a picture of the whole salon, or yeah, yeah. a cup of tea at the side, yeah, it's not going to get a lot of likes, not no. as much as pink hair, yeah, yeah. But when someone looks at the whole page, they're going to get a real feel for what feel it feels like to yeah. be yeah. in my building, yeah. So therefore, having a picture of a wider uh, shot of the company, of the of the, of the building, of the space, and then those little bits and bobs. When they're looking, they'll be like, oh, okay, I, I feel comfortable to walk into this building because I, I know what it feels like. Yeah, so it's personal or I'm going to... Yes, but you won't get, get as many likes. Yeah. So then you'll be like, oh, I'll not put up that picture again because yeah. I'm not getting as many likes. But you shouldn't go on the likes. It's, it's the feeling of the whole thing together. Yeah. Like a picture of one of my staff members of their face won't get as many likes. But isn't it nice to have those pictures in there Absolutely. because it makes that face nice and friendly oh, when yeah. you come to the salon for the first time. People can relate to it when they see the name. Yeah. So some salons, they're really focused on like the hairstyles. It's all about the mm. hairstyles. So back of the head, back of the head, back of the head, on the same wall, same wall, same wall. So it's like a portfolio. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if I was a little bit nervous to come into your salon, I, I just couldn't pick up what it felt like to be in your salon. Yeah. Right? I don't know if you... If I ever go on a website and if I'm thinking of going to a restaurant, I go and look at pictures... Of what the restaurant yeah. looks like. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't Definitely. tell me anything about the food, no, no. but it will tell me about the room. Yeah. Yeah. And for some <laughs> reason, you want to feel comfortable in the room. Yeah. So those pictures don't get likes, but they're super important. Yeah. yeah. So we shouldn't mm. maybe... So that begs another question then for both of you, actually, is like, do you ever clean up your feed and take out the ones All that the are... All the time. All right. the time. Because um, I've been on Instagram for years. Like, I was on Instagram when it, like, first came out. I just loved it. I just loved the concept. Even when I wasn't doing anything to do with social media. But all those pictures are still there. And, like, they don't really need to be. Like, nobody needs to see that stuff. Right. Um, because... My page, even though I'm not an influencer, I'm not a brand, but people still come to my page. Most of my business comes through my Instagram, so it needs to look how I would like it to look. Yeah. Um, which doesn't include like pictures of me in like 2005. You know, it's not no. relevant. What about the ethics of Instagram and social media? So, filters, changing things. How do we feel about that? Is it an absolute no for hairdressing? I'm going to be really controversial and say that things are not filtered as much as people keep saying they are. Right. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I think I think there's a bit too much chat on, it's a filter, it's a filter, which is covering up the fact that often we can't keep up yeah. with the level of hairdressing. And it's not just the level, but it's how much time people have to do services. So you've got an artist, top of their game, spending all day doing hair, and then you have to try and compete with that on commercial timing. You've got 45 right. minutes to do a bloody body arch. Yeah. It's much easier to say that picture's filtered. Uh, it's probably not, actually. Yeah, and yeah. It's not as filtered as it used to be. It was a thing, and I think people really pulled back from it. Yeah. So there's a balance. I'm balanced on this argument between the unrealistic expectations isn't fair, Yeah. but at the same time, it's our responsibility to educate ourselves up to the level that we can compete with it yeah. as well. So um, that's a little controversial to say, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to say it. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's don't use them and don't assume other people are using them. I, yeah, I don't think it's used as much. I think people have more time and they can pick their client. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if I could pick my client and then spend all day over it, of course I can show an amazing transformation online. Of course, yeah. yeah. But most hairdressers on your nine to six every day don't get to pick their client and they don't yeah. get all day. Yeah. And therefore they're not going to compete. So, yeah. So what advice would you give to someone? Because, I mean, obviously your Instagram post or your Instagram feed, it almost feels like it just totally comes naturally to you and it's it's easy for you to kind of put a post, put a story. 
but some people feel like you know they've got to really think about it what advice would you give to those people kind of trying to build their profiles but for the first six months anyone comes to my salon they always end up crying or almost crying about the fact that they they are not as good as social media as we are so all the other people in the salon they're naturally good at it yeah and this new person in my chair six months in they're like no you don't understand like i'm not good at that and i'm like no you are yeah you just haven't been here two years yeah as soon as you're here two years you will Mm. but they're adamant they're adamant that no 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 i'm i'm actually not good all it is is practice and repetition and what happens is somebody has a go isn't particularly good at it, and they don't really do it very much. They don't, they, they're it's not doing it on a day. It's confidence, though, as well, isn't it? If I force it. someone to do it five times a day within a year, they're really good at mm. it. Yeah. And it's about not giving up and keep yeah, trying again. Saying. And are there little protocols? So, Katie, this is maybe a good one for you for hairdressers who mm. maybe, you know, are starting out mm-hmm. on their experience with social media or sort of have it but haven't really worked it. Yeah. Is there like a protocol or a stra- formula like, you know, 11 hashtags only post three times a day on Mm. Instagram once a week on Facebook are there I've heard people talk about this before again it's 10 million ways you can do it every social media agency everyone's every social media person will tell you something different because to be honest none of us own Instagram nobody really knows it changes every day the code on Instagram changes every day like for example now they're taking away the likes so you know that's going to change it again I think my best advice is just fall in love with creating content. If you obsess over creating good content, um, you'll just enjoy it and your feed will naturally come. And also remember, it's social media. Like it's not a print magazine where it comes out and it stays there forever. If you post something and you decide you don't like it, you can delete it. It's not the Mm. end of the world. I would put out whatever you want to put out. If it doesn't feel right in a week's time, delete it. We all change. We all, you know, aesthetically change, creatively change. So I would do like a monthly refresh when you're first starting out. It's post, post, post. Do do the content that you really feel proud of and then come back to it in a month's time and think... Hmm, yeah, not quite sure about that. And move on to the next. Um, yeah. It's the same Learn as the way we... use the um, edit buttons as well, I yes, think. Because when you post edit. something, if you've got a spelling mistake in there, I'm mm. always posting yeah, just things go and back. I realise that I say, oh, learn mm. that you can edit. Although <laughs> I recently learned, and this was gutting for me because I'm dyslexic, so I, I nearly... I, I'd probably say if I post 10 times, I edit nine times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because yeah. I don't see my error until it's posted. So it right. takes me a while for my for my eyes to pick it up. Mm-hmm. But when you come back and edit, it definitely drops you down in the algorithm of being shown. Oh, yeah, it'll it? pull yeah. it down. Yeah. Oh. So I try yeah. not to edit now, yeah. but I still do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah still it's do. just, it's one of those yeah. things. But I think, you know, when we talk about algorithm, again, it changes, it changes every changes. five minutes. Yeah, so yeah. You know, you would rather put a post out that you're really proud of than worry about not editing. But I would say when it comes to, you know, because like a couple of years ago, people were doing that thing where they put like the max number of hashtags, which is 30. And it was the debate of, oh, put it in the caption, put it in the comments, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, just try things. I'm constantly testing things all the time. Because as I say, none of us really know. We just have to... No, try. You have to try and things. Try all the things you can. I'm interested, Sophia. I know you are very mindful of mental health issues, and I know you've done lots of um, different projects, and mm-hmm. you you are currently involved in projects. What about the aspect of social media, whether it's a personal account or whether it's a salon account? It just sort of being out there. How can people be aware of or defend themselves against potential? 
upsets or comments or I mean, what what is there any way that you could help people to be okay I think, about it? I think I agree. I think social media can be really bad for your um, well-being because you're always marking yourself one up or one down yes. on somebody yeah. else. That's why they're getting rid of the likes. Um, but ultimately, if you had a hair salon down the road from another hair salon, they were busier than you all the time, and you were trying to get busier than them, that's exactly the same thing. It's me trying to mark myself against you, and this right. pecking order of life, yeah. um, and it's just in front of us every day. Um, I guess your question being, can we protect ourselves? Unfortunately not, because to become really successful at it, you have to become obsessed with it. Yeah. And yeah, to become successful at your businesses that you've had over the years, businesses, everybody, the only way you become very successful at businesses is by working your ass off and becoming incredibly yes. obsessed with that yeah. one thing. Yeah. So it's really challenging for it not to have an effect on your mental health, because whenever we work incredibly hard at something where we're marking ourselves against the competitor it will have effect on our self-esteem. Yeah. I study more mindfulness now and I'm really conscious of being present in the moment. Yeah. Obviously, social media takes you away from that. Mm. So, yes, capturing yeah. and then popping your phone away yeah. and then posting later. That's a really yeah. good point. Yeah. And it really yeah. allows you to be in that moment. There's no like, rush to get it all out there. And... Yeah, no no one's really in... No, like you said before, no one is actually watching that seminar. No. Yeah. It's just through their phone. It's They're not engaged. They're not having that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, so touching on that, so you do it, uh, not another academy, um, social media courses and mm. other things as well, but social media. What, have you found the level of people's knowledge to be generally where you thought it might be at, or are you surprised that people know more than you expected, or is it like, actually, we often have to go back to a more basic level than you might have expected? Um, we have to do the most, most, most basic because it's the most useful for everybody. Yeah, right. Um, a bit like when you, somebody goes on a hairdressing course, really. There's no point going straight into creative, you know, cutting. Let's do some of our foundations and let's check the level first. Yeah, right. Everyone will learn something. Um, yeah, we, have, we, we work from absolute basics, cleaning your camera. Yeah. Um, whether to take in square or in portrait. Yeah. Um, the simplest thing, if I have a class of 14 students, I think maybe only four out of 14 will realise that if you're taking a picture, you need to stand, you need to stand in the window. Mm. Yeah. Not on the opposite side of the window. Right. So you need to be in the window where the natural yeah. light is, and they need to be on the, the, your, the person you're taking the picture of on the opposite. And every single time someone will say, Sophia, can I have a picture? And I go, mm-hmm. And then I grab so, them, so and I rip right. them to a different angle. Yeah. Um, and that's just that's normal for me. As soon as someone asks for a picture or I'm taking a picture, I quickly look up, I look where the natural light is, and then I'll position myself opposite. Yeah, right. Standard. So, so, like so And that would only maybe be like four out of 14 that know that already they're like really big nuggets that will change everything i think going back to basics on a social media level is always really useful um i always tell people like remember how instagram started Mm -hmm. it was instant like Mm -hmm. you weren't even you couldn't even upload from your camera roll you had to take the picture in the app um and you just have to go back to what it is and what you're actually working with and the platform that you're working on because um, some it's really really easy to get into an Instagram rut like as Sophia was saying um, you know it's all hair and it's all from the same direction against the same white wall so sometimes going back to basics can help yeah, you to replenish I think yeah. just asking someone why do you want to be successful on social media is like the yeah. first question yeah yeah and, you know you need to know why yeah I go in really into the why so it's like oh because yeah. um, you know I want my business to be successful why uh because I'd like more clients in the chair. Okay, why? Because I'd like to make more money. Okay, why? 
because I'd like to take my kids to private school. There you go, there's your why. We find the why. Mm. Like, right, if you yeah. really come down and find the driving force, it'd be much easier to get your ass so, yeah. into gear to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But you need to know why, why do yeah. you really yeah. want to Not do that. Not just because everybody else is or because yeah. you want mm-hmm. to. But like what that. is the goal That's there? so funny. I always do the same thing when I'm trying to develop a strategy with a client. Six whys. But I don't say why. I say, what? who cares? Who cares? So who yeah. cares about that? <laughs> because it's all well and good if you care about that, but... As I was saying earlier, you have to meet the platform halfway. Yeah. If you care about it, great. But what does your audience care about? Yeah. Who are you trying to reach? What do they care about? And if the answer is, I like it, then we're probably not going to post it. Because yeah. it's, you know, who cares? Yeah. It's in a, wor- it's a world where just... we've got so much content. Yeah. Who cares about that? Just because it can be out there doesn't mean it should yeah. be. One thing I'm curious about as well is how often should you be posting? Is there a right amount of post to post you know like do we need to be doing it every day is it when there's something it's just quality for me right i don't care if you post once a week as long as it's good quality yeah Yeah. um i I got myself in a rut when i was working for brooks and i was following quite a lot of strategy Mm. um and i was like oh we have to post i can't remember what it was at the time two a day people feel the pressure don't they that they need to post and we were following we were following pr company and they give us some rules and you know and i would do exactly what i was told but then I posted shit. Like, yeah. and, and, and if someone had actually said, you don't need to post today, if yeah. it's not good enough, that yeah. would have been good. Um, but, you know, myself and Sally, we were just taking direction from the company we were working for at the time. Um, and we were so new. I mean, I, sat up, I set up Brooks and Brooks's uh, social yeah. media. Um, and I remember we, we were, I, I was personally, I loved Adam Reed's social media at the yeah. time. Yeah. He, I don't know, he, like, he was one of the first sounds that just went vumph. And we were all like, Wow. wow yeah and like his products came out with the illustrations and stuff yeah and it definitely gave us a little kick up the arse yeah, yeah we were like see, whoa yeah, he had a lot, lot of content going on then didn't yeah he, he yeah. did and he was like miles ahead and yeah. that really gave us this like but then like you said then you feel like you should you should yeah but maybe we haven't got the quality that's good yet. to know like yeah mm. you just you yeah. find something that's right and yeah. What's going to happen um, about taking then showing the number of likes away? Is that going to apply to businesses as well, or do we not Everyone, know? Everyone, I think. So they've just done it in the US and they've just done it in Australia. Um, so the big accounts will go first, unfortunately. So the ones with the bigger followers, your likes going to go first, um, and then it will filter down to the average person. Um, but to be honest, the only thing that I actually use likes for is to figure out if people's followers are fake. That's the only yeah. re- that's the yeah, only thing. thing. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing I use it for. Like mm. I don't actually judge the success of a post based no. on likes anymore. It used to be like that, but it's not anymore. For me, it would be comments. Yes, yeah. exactly. I only look at how many comments. I don't. I never yeah. looked at likes for ages. Or I always yeah. look at how many people are viewing your stories. How mm. many people are actively looking at your account? Because yeah. yeah, great. Someone might like it, but I, I don't think likes are so really you can, important. They, you can still see the followers. You just yeah. can't see how many likes. Just the but likes. You can see the comments. You can, yeah. So it, oh. it, you can still see. It still has the functionality of likes, but it would. You say, can't see someone else's. So you yeah, can't compare anymore. It wouldn't yeah. say the okay. number. It would say, for example, if mm. Sophia liked my post and you two liked my post, it would say Sophia and others. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. plus 15 or whatever it is yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, but I, I welcome it I think it's going to be a great thing Yeah. so we've mm. talked a lot about imagery and obviously the picture is the main part but what about like the little blurb how do you get people talking is there a certain method you use or do you just is it just what comes into your head 
I mean, the writing for us was the biggest success of us for yeah. what we were saying was probably as, as important as, as the imagery. Okay. But that's because I really enjoy writing. Right. Despite being dyslexic and really struggling to write, like my spelling and stuff's really mm. challenging, but I enjoy writing. Yeah. And then there was about a year where I passed over that writing to a staff member and our following really struggled. Really? And that staff member did really well, but it lost this little bit of fire person, from yeah, me yeah. and this personality. The authenticity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they, yeah. they were great. Um, but trying to find that time mm. is like really, really hard. So for yeah. us, it was really important. Yeah. I always say, if you feel like you can do it well, give it a really good go. But if writing, if it's your second language or writing's not your thing at all, um, don't write a load of rubbish. Because yeah. no one's going to read it. No, it doesn't Keep have it to be. Short. I think it be, if you write yeah. a lot, it's part of your style. And I think... Yes, um, one of the other. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's part of the overall vibe, I think. Like, my captions are always really irrelevant and sarcastic because that's, like, how I am as a human being. (laughs) You're not irrelevant. Irrelevant. (laughs) You're very sarcastic, but but you're not irrelevant. Like, a lot of my things that I'll say, like, Sophia says this all the time, like, I'll always just make, like, a random... I'll say something random and, like, compare it to something else. And she's like, where did you even think of that? Like, it's so stupid. (laughs) But that is what my Instagram captions are. Mm. Again, it's all part of the general like getting to know you vibe um but it was something that Sophia said actually and I've written this quote for media so many times hence why I know it so well um it was something along the lines of images are what pulls you in but the captions are what makes you stay yeah yeah which I think is just really hits the nail on the head on that I think you can always apply that to a lot of business the look of something will pull you in but the vibe the welcome the the atmosphere the ethos yeah Yeah, it's almost like the you know you can go to a restaurant but it's the service that'll make you come back again Um, and that's you know your service is your stories your comments your interaction your caption it's all part of the uh, the overall experience when you arrive at the Instagram page. Yeah. But similarly, I will tell you this: um, when everyone com- when some a new staff member comes and they struggle to take pictures, they also struggle to write. Yeah. And I have a rule in the salon. I, I think you might be quite interested in how we structure, like yeah. the posting. Yeah. yeah. So um, what happens is I have one WhatsApp group, and um, everyone can send their pictures to that WhatsApp. Uh, excuse me, that's not true. Anyone can send their pictures to me at any time. And I will look through them. And this is done privately because you don't want to do it in front of the rest of the staff. So they send 10 pictures. And then I'll be like, great, I'll have two, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Right? So they're the pictures I've chose. Because you don't want to do that like openly in front of no, the staff no. and you know, not choose them. And then once they've done that, they send them to a different WhatsApp group where all the pictures come together. But they must send them with text. Right. This is how I've been dealing with the fact that I can't write as much text anymore. Yeah. And a lot of them have really struggled. A lot of them are like, I can't write, da, yeah. da, 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 da within 12 months they can yeah it's so it's mad what you can do if it's you just try just, sometimes feel people struggle with the confidence don't they of putting their opinion to it yeah to absolutely mm. and, yeah, people, people get really frustrated with me actually because they come to me expecting all the answers yeah. and me to go if you post at 9 12 and 3 your instagram will yeah. grow by this amount of numbers like, <laughs> it's, not gonna yeah, it's never gonna happen no, no, no. um well people will tell you that but they're lying yeah. um mm. so i always just say like you've just got to do it yeah. like just get into it and, and it's you're, not something you can do for them is there? no is it? people it's not your people would love me to do it for them but i refuse wow yeah two <laughs> social media queens in my kitchen at the same time <laughs> that's amazing i think that's probably we're gonna have to say 
enough. Yes. Thank you that's so, so much. much. Could <laughs> I, we could, we could go all enough. week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much, Katie Braden Thank and you. Sophia Hilton. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's been lovely. We will add lots of references in our notes, so whoever's listening, please scroll down. And all the comments you've made and the links and the ideas, we'll, we'll put little notes in. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.